0: entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everybody. It's Nick here. Today, we're going to talk about a topic which is huge in terms of how you can really kind of get your head and your mind working to grow a business. So, the topic is how you can overcome fear in business and in life. That said, it's more to do with how you manage it because I think overcoming fear, if we're really truly honest with ourselves, is a difficult concept because fear is an emotion that exists. It exists quite regularly because it's part of our, our makeup, you know, the whole flight and um, fight syndrome. So what I want to talk about today is uh, my personal journey really around how I have Looked at fear, um, looked at it in the context of how I've tried to create uh, the life that I've wanted to live, certainly how I've created my businesses. But as you'll know from this podcast, um, if you've been listening regularly over the last few weeks, uh, it's not just as simple as, you know, when I say scale up your business, I'm not just talking about all the business concepts. You know, that's important. You know, we can talk about Better marketing, better sales, how you systemize, how you add process, all of those good things. They are really important, don't get me wrong. But probably still, and I I keep saying, the most critical thing is making sure that you have the right psychology, the right mindset to be able to do these things. And if you can put both those things together, they're essentially all tools in the toolkit. If you can get all of those things working really, really well for you, uh, it's going to increase your success in business and then get you to the life that you want as a result of the stuff you're doing with your your career. So before I jump into today's topic, uh, first thing I just want to say a huge thank out to thank you sorry to everybody who has been listening, subscribing, putting reviews up on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Um, I'm really really grateful that in the last uh, week or so I've managed to make the top 50 in the UK business charts on Apple Podcasts, you know, against some really huge names who have been this much long, doing this much longer than I have and have got, you know, huge profiles in the business world. So thank you very much. And as I've I've said before, if you're getting value out of this, please, you know, put a review up there. It certainly helps me and any feedback that uh, you've got for me to improve future episodes, please get in touch either at Twitter, it's uh, Nick C. Bradley or you can find my Facebook page, or you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. So today, in terms of the topic, what I'd like to do is cover um, a number of different areas here. So firstly, I'm gonna go into what actually is fear. Then, um, as I said, my story around it. I'm gonna introduce gratitude, and gratitude is, in many cases, the antidote to fear, and I'll explain why that is the case. This, for me, when I heard this a few years ago now, was the thing that unlocked um, the way and certainly the way that I think about fear these days. Then I want to talk about belief systems, how you can do some things to start to sort of change your programming around fear. Then I want to talk a bit about grit and how you start to think about uh, things like resilience and persistence. So let's jump in, shall we? So firstly, what actually is fear? There are there's so many different definitions. I was, I was researching the, um, the episode and I found this really cool quote, which was, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. Now, you're probably thinking there's some fantastic, a very insightful author who's written that quote. And you'd be absolutely right, it's Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> so I thought that was quite amusing. But the funny, the funny thing is... Um, Fear, because it is so polarizing and in some cases, so ethereal, people have different things around it. I, I like to be more practical and probably the best quote around fear that I've seen is false evidence appearing real. Now, I'm not sure where that quote has come from, but you know, if you think about it, false evidence appearing real, that's actually what it is because fear is something that's actually created in your psychology. It's not actually real. And I often say to people who bring this up, certainly in mentoring sessions and and that sort of thing, that, you know, you're worrying twice. You're thinking about something that hasn't happened in the future that absolutely could happen. So I understand why you are thinking this, but it hasn't happened. So what's the point of going through that? And the reason is, I think we probably all know this, is that we have different layers to our brain And you might have heard the expression, the croc brain, which is almost like the sort of primeval brain, which is essentially trying to protect you from situations. And we are going back years now. This is is where the programming piece that I'll get into later is so critical. It's literally when you were going out to try and sort of get your meal for the evening and you didn't want to get eaten by a dinosaur. So your body would react, you know, at any threat of danger, particularly to your life. So that makes a lot of sense. But that same emotion is exactly what is driving people for not taking chances in their business or, or even sort of jumping off the cliff to sort of become an entrepreneur and take more control of their career and their life. They're not doing it because of that same psychology. So the first thing in terms of understanding this is you've got to realize, and this is absolutely critical, that everything is in your mind and what you're feeling is really only a self-limiting belief. Self-limiting in the fact that you're creating it. And as I said at the beginning, you don't really overcome this. It's really more about what you do to manage it. And ultimately, that is a decision. And most people don't realize this. And importantly, they don't have the process or the tools to change things. So just reflect on that for a bit because it's the, the setup of what I want to go into now. But if you're sitting there thinking, you know, I want to start a business or I've started a business and I've got a blockage and I'm not quite sure how to get it to the next level. Just reflect a bit on whether that's fear aligned with a self-limiting belief that you've created in your mind, which is holding you back. And if it is, and sometimes you don't realize it, you'll you'll put up other things, excuses, which I'll get into as well today, but just spend a couple of minutes thinking about this. And as I go into my story, hopefully this will start to make a little bit more sense and ground it for you. So I'm not today going to go through, you know, some sad sob story of how my life was absolutely terrible and I overcame things and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think the reason everyone's got a story, right? No one's had a perfect life. You know, there's, there's bits where if you look at things, it's how you react to what has happened to you, that makes the biggest difference. The the, the what that happened, you know, there's so many examples of the same thing happening to some some person, but how they react to that and, and evolve around that, which makes the biggest difference. So my story, you know, quite simply, um, parents broke up when I was young to good childhood, um, really loving family. Um, a lot of, I suppose, instability that you go through when that happens at a young age. And you you may not, sort of remember and I certainly don't remember the details but I do remember seeing other people react to what was going on around them and I think some of those things imprint in you particularly at a young age. So my I suppose mechanism for coping back then was eating and I became hugely overweight. Now to to put this in perspective and again this is not a woe is me story because that's not who I am. Uh, the same weight that I weigh now, as in a guy in his sort of mid-40s, uh, I weighed this plus probably another 5, 10 kilos when I was an eight-year-old. So not only was I the fattest kid in school, uh, they used to do these things where they sort of do skinfold tests where they could test how much sort of fat you had on your body. And I think I, someone said, well, this is true, but I remember it, remember it clearly, I'd broken sort of the state's record for that particular age group. So, you know, I hadn't hadn't won much in my life back then, but I'd won the fattest guy in my my state of South Australia for my age group. So, so there you go. I should celebrate that. Anyway, what happens, of course, when you're a bit different at that age, and we're talking that sort of seven, eight, nine years of age, is you're different. You get bullied. You get called out. And I had quite significant bullying at school. Um, and... Why I did this, why I I got overweight, I'm sure it's probably a compensation for things that I'd experienced previously. But again, at the time, you just don't know that. And what it led to at that age was, you know, huge self-image problems, depression, uh, no real confidence in myself. And I think it was Aristotle or Freud who said, you know, show me the person, show me the boy at seven and I'll show you the man. And that sort of connected with me over time because even years later, and I'll get into, into this piece because I think it's quite important when we talk about fear overall, I was still living in the shadow of this little fat kid who didn't have much self-worth at that time. So what I did, I mean, I did something about it. I, I knew at that point that you know I wanted a different life. I had that Um, faith I suppose in myself back then to do something and I focused on exercise and and as I've mentioned in previous podcasts that ended up you know having a pretty good athletic career if you like through school and university I ended up studying to become a fitness professional personal trainer working for men's health and all of that was built on probably trying to change that self image which was so much pain um, that I experienced when when I was younger now that all sounds great and you probably expect the story to go, well, so that's it, so overcame fear, blah. No, it's not 100% like that. And this is why I wanna get more into the detail today because I think it will be very helpful for you. So even though I looked significantly different in my teenage years, um, definitely had a bit more confidence. There was this programming that stayed with me from my childhood and to be frank with you, lasted probably 25 years. And this programming was all around the need for significance, certainty, no real feeling of inner peace. Um, And I masked this pain, if you like, with really extreme endurance feats. And for me, that was marathon running. I did something like 67 marathons in six years, Um, a whole heap of ultra marathons, which for those who don't know what that is, that's technically anything over a marathon, But we're talking sort of 100K up to 100 mile foot races through, you know, mountains and all sorts of crazy things. To be be clear, it's a lot of fun that. But if I think back now as the reason why I was doing that, it was very much a coping mechanism because I hadn't dealt in my psychology of something which was creating fear and overwhelm from something in my past. So... I decided at that point in time to go a little bit deeper into the why and sort out lots of different things, you know, did lots of different reading on mindset. And that's, again, why I'm a big believer in it in terms of the stuff that we apply to business. And I started to put in practice a lot of things that I read and learnt that connected me with, if I put it really directly, ripping out the weeds of self-doubt and self-limiting beliefs that have been in my, my psychology for so long and replacing them with other ambitions, goals, thoughts, and beliefs. Now, I'm gonna get into that because I wanna make this practical for you. And if this is connecting with you in any way, shape, or form, and as I said, it's not about my story, it's just an example for you to be able to relate to your own story then I'm gonna take you through the things that I think are really, really powerful to start to move you forward. And this, again, to bring it back to the main topic of the podcast, scale up your business. If I'm working with any of the founders and CEOs that come to me for guidance, you know, I don't talk about this stuff in the first conversation because people just don't really get it. They need to kind of you know, work up to, the, to what this is. But it's usually the number one thing. And if you can start to move this away by literally introducing some different beliefs and daily actions, then you start to see the whole world change. Yeah. So that's what I want to at least introduce you to today. So as I said, I'm still on a, a journey myself with this stuff. I've been pretty into practice for well over five, probably coming up to seven or eight years now. And for me, one of the big shifts was this movement away from significance And starting to think more around how I feel achievement and fulfillment based on a focus of growth and contribution. So personal growth, how I can learn more, do more, be more, apply those things to my businesses, my family relationships, my friends, colleagues, all of that sort of stuff. And also contributing more. Because again, if you start to contribute more, that's where you'll start to feel a greater sense of purpose, and then you'll start to understand more deeply the uh, the, uh, concept of gratitude. So, let's move on. Gratitude in its simplest form is the way that you start to overcome fear and self-limiting beliefs. And there is actually a practical psychology perspective to this, and that is that fear and gratitude can't exist in the same frame of reference in your mind. And you can practice this a little bit. If you feel really, let's say you're, you might be watching your children at a sporting event, or it might be just a small moment, you're walking outside, you see something. In that moment, when you absolutely appreciate what you have, you don't feel fear. They actually sit in the same cognitive position in your mind. And that's the reason why that if you replace any sort of overwhelming stress thoughts with ones that are, you know, more about I'm blessed to have this then that's why you can start to change how you feel about things literally in an instant. So fear, as I've been saying, focuses on all the things that could go wrong, whereas gratitude focuses on all the things that have gone right. So you know it's a more positive mindset, and it's essentially, as I said, the opposite paradigm of fear. So fear-based thinking places us, and you'll feel this, in a shaky position generally of insecurity, uncertainty, and when our position is is shaky like that we become stressed wondering not if we're going to fail at something but when and you know again if you've listened to some of my earlier episodes on mindset and goal setting i'm a big believer that disaster becomes a certainty when you have that mindset you start to manifest it because you expect it to happen and you know one of the biggest changes i've certainly made is having more of a positive view on things and expecting those things to happen starts to change the way things start to appear for you, because again, your mind is focused in a different way. So, if you can shift towards gratitude-based thinking, it places you in what I call a stable position of thankfulness. It's where we're able to identify the ways that we are, you know, literally blessed um, and connected with the positives of things in our lives. And and when you feel like that, you're able to anticipate you know, more positive things um, coming towards you. There's there's some concepts behind this which I don't 100% buy into around sort of reciprocation and, you know, this whole idea about you can manifest abundance. I think there's an element to that, but sometimes um, there's books like The Secret which really go into it in a kind of, you know, a, an interesting way. And this is not to judge people who find that really useful for them because I think, you know, you've got to take in what works for you. But for me personally, I just think having a positive attitude on the things that you want to do within life just opened your mind to seeing more positive things. And I've certainly had that experience. So in terms of what I think your belief system needs to be, and I call this kind of the ultimate belief, you've got to put fear and failure in a box that's actually true. But in some cases, when you start to play with it, it just becomes another emotion. It shouldn't be one that overpowers you any more than being happy does or any other type of feeling. So my view of it, my personal view is failure is inevitable. It's simply part of the process of going through life, building a business, taking risks. Much better to go out there and take a risk and fail than it is to not try something. And you You ultimately, and again, my my view, my psychology is you, you never ultimately fail if you do something, evaluate the result, learn from it, iterate, and then go again. Plenty of examples. I think one of the best examples is the classic KFC story of Colonel Sanders. And I forget, knocking on 900 something doors before someone would buy his chicken. You know, there's there's a point there where he could have given up massively before that. I think most normal people would think, yeah, you know, even doing 20 times is pretty damn hard. But the reality of this is that it doesn't, nothing fails if, you, if you're constantly open-minded to change. And, you know, it's a, it, again, for me, it's a choice to stop living in a fear-based life because you've got to decide that your dreams of what you want to create are more important than any fear of failure. And again, to ground this for you, um, I use the concept of leverage quite a bit. If you have leverage um, and you can associate more pleasure to something uh, or than, than pain, then you'll take action. And, you know, one of the biggest leverage points for me, again, sort of sharing openly, is my two young daughters. So making sure that they grow up having me present, ha- having the things that are going to help them with their lives, Uh, that, you know, absolutely drives me every single day, you know, looking after them, looking after my wife, being there for my friends. And because there's so much um, pleasure and positivity associated with that, it drives me to think that actually, you know, who am I to let fear stop them from getting the absolute best out of me? And the other belief I have is that and this takes a little bit of time for some people to get, but, you know, everything in life ultimately is there to serve you, the good and the bad. And if you believe that, and I've had experiences in my life where I might have missed out on an opportunity and, you know, literally for days or weeks, I've reflected on that and, and been miserable about it. And then something amazing happens where I look back over time, you don't see it in the moment, but you look back and you go, wow, just as well that didn't happen. That thing that I desperately wanted, if I'd done it, I wouldn't have had this. And that to me is probably the best example of you know, having that type of mindset and what effect it can have on your life. And it's a fantastic book. I'll put it in the show notes. It's by a guy called Viktor Frankl. I think it's called something, Man's Search for Meaning. I can't, haven't quite got the exact title here, but literally it's about his experience in the concentration camps in the war and how he had to change his psychology daily just because he was surrounded by so much Fear and negativity, and if you want to, you know, ground any of these beliefs in your own piece and take it a little bit further than what we're going to go to today on the podcast, that's the first book I recommend reading. That's that's one of those ones that, if you want to be again slammed in the face by gratitude and just positive mindset, absolutely read uh, Victor's book. So let's move on to the practical stuff. How do you do this? That's that's you know, I'm sure useful context for everybody. You know. People get it, but it's a so what if we don't do anything about it. So this is this is my view of it. There's five things. They're essentially things that you should be thinking about daily. Uh, don't sweat it if you, if you don't. And more importantly, it's about making sure that you constantly bring these things into some way, shape or form into what you do um, and they become something that you own. So the first thing I do personally is I start the day by being thankful for everything in my life. I start the day with gratitude and that can be big things, it can be small things. Very often it's health, you know, health, energy, vitality. You can't take that for granted. It's the one thing that if that goes away, everything else starts to suffer. And you know, I'm very fortunate and lucky that I get up and every day I have energy and I'm healthy. More days than not. Then it's family, friendships, You know, again, I mentioned my daughters, that leverage, you know, absolutely grateful that I have had that experience of having them in my life. Um, You know, huge, absolutely huge. Career, focus, the things that I've managed to achieve, uh, the people I've helped, the businesses I've helped to transform. And a couple of tools that I, a couple of things I do. First thing, I use an app called Five Minute Journal, which is, um, I can definitely recommend it. You can buy it at the app store. I think it's available on both um, uh, Android and Apple devices. And it literally takes five minutes and it just asks a sequence of questions which help you to kind of frame your mind in the morning. And what I do also uh, depends on the weather, of course, but I often try and go outside and do that because being around nature also I find and fresh air and those sort of things just helps you um, become more focused on, you know, those five to 10 minutes of just, being grateful for being alive, really. Second thing I do, and, you know, this doesn't have to be morning. Quite often people use it as a morning routine, but I just do it, you know, throughout the day. Um, it's, it's some form of meditation practice. And I tend to use um, more transcendental guided meditation for me personally. I prefer it, but some people are just happy, you know, using their own sort of thought patterns. But I try and do 10 to 20 minutes a day. One thing I recommend, there's a good um, – uh, sort of process that Tony Robbins um, uses called priming, which takes you through quite a few of these areas, about 15 minutes, you can Google it. Uh, it's, it covers things like sort of cleansing your mind as well and starting to sort of think about how you can help others. So it's got elements of gratitude in it, but it's also got some really good stuff around visualizing goals, which is something I'll get into again. Um, the third area is your physiology. And this is, a, this is a great one. I didn't quite realize this much myself before I started to do it. But, you know, when you walk into a room and you're really confident and your shoulders are back and you're breathing a certain way and you're you know, holding eye contact, all those things, that physiology also has a huge impact on how successful the outcome is going to be in that situation. So I often say, if I'm personally feeling overwhelmed or stressed or one of my clients is or anything like that. Literally crank up some music for five minutes and just dance around like crazy. You don't have to be a good dancer because I'm definitely not. My wife would certainly attest to that. Uh, But after you've done that, you know, it can be, you know, even things, put some music on, do some push-ups, but just get your body moving. You know, start to get blood, oxygen, all those things. And then if you're really stressed about a situation, it could have been you had a bad call with with a client. It could be that a letter's turned up and you owe more tax than you thought. Whatever the thing is, do this for five minutes, then sit down the situation hasn't changed. So that call still happened, that letter still arrived, but you will be in a different state to deal with it. And what I often find is I get myself into a point where I become more solutions orientated, more resourceful, and I find ways of looking at that situation with a much more positive, empowering, and therefore successful mindset. Okay, so fourth one. Review your goals. I've done a couple of podcasts already on goal setting. If you're coming to the podcast today and you haven't done that, or you might actually have a really good set of goals, fantastic, brilliant. Um, go back and have a listen. You know, it's 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 something that I've done. It's it's a useful, quite simple process. But you've got to have goals. These for me are what I call powerful musts in my life. You know, driving force, north star, all that stuff. And if I've got them, and you know, the way I do it, I look at twelve months. I look even further out, five years, 10 years, 20 years. But I focus on the next three months and I think about what, is, what do I have to do today that's gonna to get me to that? Because that's more important than any fear. I've already made that decision. One of the things I sort of say to myself if I'm feeling fear or procrastinating, and procrastination is actually a form of fear. We won't get into that today, but if you're putting something off, off there's a reason for it. I say to myself, you know, if I feel I should, I must. If I feel I should, I must. And that's, at the time, can be difficult because it's something you don't want to do. It might be making that call you don't want to make. But do it. Do it in the moment and realise and recognise that if you're not doing that, you're really masking fear and uncertainty and you're just putting up excuses and you're not going to get to your goal. So if you, you can start to see how this comes together a bit. If you haven't got a goal or you haven't got a set of goals or, or something that you're working towards... Then what's happening is you're more likely to let fear and uncertainty and self-limiting beliefs come into your world. Because you haven't got a big enough why. And that's why I say that you know, having those goals, reviewing them daily in the context of some of these other suggestions is a powerful way of, of really starting to move forward if you've got this, this overriding fear sitting over you. And the last one. I'll leave the sort of more uh, interesting stranger one to last, is start to introduce daily affirmations. Um, And actually, sometimes they're called incantations. The difference between affirmation and incantation is that incantation is something that you deliver to yourself with more meaning, more powerful. It's normally something that you would yell out. Affirmations is something you can read. But, I mean, I tend to prefer the incantations. And if I do them, it's normally if I'm going for a run pretty much by myself, where if I'm sort of saying something to myself in a very loud, deliberate, authoritative way, uh, no one's going to think I'm absolutely mental, right? (laughs) So yeah, because you can sort of, you know, screaming something to yourself while you're running can be a bit out there, but it absolutely works. And if you understand, again, the science behind it, you'll start to get it. Because what you're really doing is you're reprogramming your subconscious mind to eliminate the self-limiting beliefs that have sat with you for so long. Now, these can be ingrained for many years. So if I go back to my story about the sort of the fat kid that didn't go away, even though I was no longer the fat kid. In fact, I was in good shape, you know, comparatively, is it was about reprogramming the subconscious from when I was a child. And so I would literally, you know, say things, you know, no no more than sort of four or five at a time on a run. um, But those things would absolutely drive me. So one of the things I'd say is, you know, all I need is within me now. You know, the strength I need is within me now, all those sort of things. And that was really about just reprogramming a layer of confidence deep into my subconscious that when I go on and do other things, that's stuck within my psychology and my mindset and is part of who I am. And again, without going too deep into this, because this is not a a psychology uh, podcast. As you know, I I have studied psychology, so I, I do understand it what you find is the subconscious mind doesn't really attribute what's real and what's not real. So you can say something and if it becomes programmed in your subconscious, it becomes real in terms of how you feel and act on it. So the rational brain can absolutely say, well, hold on, but I'm not that. I'm not this person yet or I haven't achieved these things. So therefore this is not real, but the subconscious cannot. And the reason why incantations become quite powerful versus affirmations is that if you deliver it with meaning, deliver it with authority, deliver it with power, it becomes more ingrained and more real more quickly because you are literally scrubbing your rational brain by um, the authority of your physiology to drive into your subconscious. So try this out. I mean, do some, do some Googling on it. There's plenty of resources on this. I think you'll find if you have people that you admire successful people in the business world and you you look at their routines, many of them will have this type of daily plan in there. And, you know, once you start to associate that with, you know, what you're trying to achieve, and I'm a big believer that the best way to learn is to find someone who's a few steps ahead of you and then, you know, get their experience and then, you know, try it on and apply it to what you're trying to achieve you'll start to find that this is quite common practice. So if the first time you're hearing it, I totally get that it sounds a bit out there. Try it on, um, you know, see what you think. If you first try it for say a few days or weeks, you're gonna stop, right? You're gonna go, oh, it doesn't work. And this is where I wanna get into probably the last thing today, which is what I call overlaying grit. So, The topic of the podcast really is fear, gratitude, and grit because they're all really related. So as I said beforehand, gratitude is the antidote of fear. If you can overlay the concept of grit, which I'll get into now, then you'll take this to another level altogether. So grit, what is it? Well, it's essentially resilience and persistence. It's not giving up. And I found, again, a personal experience. The key to managing fear is understanding the concept of compounding. Now, compounding, just like interest in a bank, Small things that are practiced daily, they add up to big changes over time. And, you know, there's plenty of financial examples about saving something for X number of years and, you know, having an interest rate never touching it. And then all of a sudden it ends up being much more than you could ever imagine. Well, the same thing happens with some of these changes and some of those examples that I mentioned beforehand. So you'll find that if you do some of these things, um, you will not see an instant result. You might start to feel more confident because you're Taking action. And you know, that in its own right is is worth celebrating and acknowledging. But what I find with some of these things like incantations, you are starting to shift things that could have been with you for some time. I referenced 25 years for me, so it did take me a good year of constantly thinking about this stuff before I started to see quite massive and quick changes in both my personal life and my business. Okay. So one way to do it is start to measure the activity. So if one of the things you're trying to do is build your personal brand, for example, and that's one of your goals, stay clear on that goal, measure the activity um, so that you can start to see improvement. It's going to be micro improvements initially, but have belief and faith and don't give up. And then you'll start to see that compound over time. You know, you might wonder... I say at the end of every podcast, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. And the reason I say that is that's actually one of my daily affirmations, but it's applicable to this point of grit because I know personally, if I'm grateful for what I have, if I'm brave in you know, literally you know making sure that my shoulds are my musts, having faith that these things are going to go forward, go true, because back to that point around everything in life is there to serve you. And showing up is about action, yeah? Not making excuses. If I said I was going to achieve this, I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to put things in place and I'm going to make it happen. So that's why, yeah? So now, you know, hopefully that makes a little bit more sense as to why I talk about these things. Um, and maybe it sort of opens up a little bit more about who I am. So, you know, you know, if you're spending 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes every week listening to this crazy Australian guy on scale up your business, you know where it's coming from. And just to, I suppose, bring it back to business in a more formal way, um, you, people and culture and you know, how you relate, business ultimately is, is, is a lot of those things more than it is about the stuff that we talk about in business. So, you know, I often coin the term and it's not my term, but you know, this whole idea of business to person and business to consumer, it's it's not, and that doesn't exist anymore. It's person to person. You are more likely to do business with buy from someone that you have rapport and you have trust with. And it has to be, you know, coming from a point of integrity and ethics and and all those sort of things. But if you have that and you have that authenticity, you are going to be much more successful both in the vision of where you want to take your business, but importantly, how you inspire others and how you lead. Yeah, I'm going to do a a big um, session, if you like, might even be a few sessions or if you like podcast episodes on leadership in the future, because leadership is such a critical part to business growth. And what we're doing in some of these early episodes of Scale Up Your Business is just ensuring that you have the right context and the right toolkit to start to think about how you're gonna become more effective as a leader because you're becoming more effective in leading yourself. Okay, so a bit heavy going, a bit different to how do we market this thing and drive leads, but hopefully very, very useful. Um, Again, if you have anything that you wanna ask about this topic, please reach out to me on Twitter, which is at Nick C. Bradley, Uh, my Facebook page, which is Nick Bradley. You'll see scale up your business um, graphic there if you wanna have a search on Facebook. And LinkedIn, just search for my profile. Um, you'll be able to find me there. Had quite a lot of you already coming and you know making some great suggestions for future episodes. So I'll make sure that I incorporate those and, and give you a bit of a shout out when that's gonna happen. And um, and as I said beforehand, if you're getting value from this, please, you know, put some reviews up on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, tell your friends about it. it. Really helps me, inspires me. I'm finding this in its own right really, really useful just in terms of my own journey. So thank you very much for allowing that and helping that through and uh, And uh, yeah, very, very grateful for all of that. So that's it for today. Thank you very much. As I said before, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.